Hey, we talk about Michael Thomas in this episode, but just so you know, at the completion of the recording of this episode, Michael Thomas has been ruled out for week two. Michael Thomas has been ruled out for week two at the completion of the recording of this episode. To the Fantasy Shed on Air podcast. Everything you need to win your league. And now, your host, Rich Piazza. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening again to Fantasy Shed on Air as we go through our week two preview of the 2020 season here on September 19th. Uh, Let's recap some of the Thursday night game that we saw between the Cleveland Browns and then Cincinnati Bengals. Surprisingly, it was a good game. Both teams looked much better than week one. Joe Burrow, this kid has it, right? He's going to be a star. You can just see it. He has a lot of poise. I really like when he runs. He's very, he's patient. He waits for blockers. He can even have some moves in there thrown in to throw off defenders. So he is an athletic quarterback, uh, more athletic than maybe some people thought. He's got that big arm and he's going to make mistakes. There's no question about that, but he looks to be able to play the part. And in time, I think he is going to be a very, very, very good NFL quarterback. A.J. Green, is he washed up? I talked about him this week while a guest on the AMA Fantasy Podcast with Eli Berkovich. And I said that he still is an elite receiver if he's on the field, right? High-end wide receiver one, low-end wide receiver two. And he honestly made me look really bad. Now, he did have 13 uh, targets, but he only caught three of them. Uh, So the 13 targets are very encouraging, and not all of them were on him. There was some balls that were overthrown or thrown behind him, but those are balls that the old A.J. Green probably would have caught. So if you drafted him, you probably drafted him as your wide receiver three or wide receiver four, so you may not have to use him if you don't have to. But if you do, I give him another chance. I let him get back into playing football. He missed the entire season last year. And we see what happens after week three of his season. Joe Mixon, I moved him into my top five right before rankings locked for the season on Fantasy Pros. And it looks like that was not a very good decision. I already had him in my top ten. I believe I had him at maybe eight or nine, which might have been higher to begin with. And then I just thought, you know, if there's somebody that can go into the top three just based on talent alone, it is him. But so far, that's not looking like a good call. But can we please stop with Gio Bernard? Please, Cincinnati. Joe Mixon can play three downs. He can catch the ball. He had four receptions this past week. We don't need Gio Bernard in there. I don't know what... The Bengals' infatuation is with him, and it's not just this coaching staff and this regime. It's the one before it as well. Joe Mixon is a three-down back. He has the talent. When he's given the ball, he's actually looked pretty good, but he's not on the field as much as we would like, especially somebody that I think could be a top three to five running back in the league for fantasy. We need Gio Bernard to just fade away, right? Just fade away. And just be a backup, right? A change of pace, a spell, you know, somebody who who could spell mix in if he needs a breather. 
but I don't like this. This is more of a, a time share. I don't want. It's not really a time share, but he's just on the field, Gio Bernard, a lot more than he should be. It was nice to see Odell have a great game. Uh, I'm not sure if we're ever going to have the Odell of old, where the high end wide receiver one type of production. But it he he can definitely be a wide receiver too. His numbers should have been better than what they were. He had that nice long touchdown, and then he had almost an identical play that probably would have been a touchdown as well, and it was a missed pass interference call. You can obviously, the tugging of the jersey by a lot, I don't know how the refs missed that one. And Boyd's late garbage time touchdown, well, garbage time points count all the same, as I tweeted out, right? So I'm fine with that. He helped out his his uh, fantasy owners as well with that late touchdown, and I'll take it any way I can get it. So that is the Thursday night game that just happened. Uh, let's look at some of the injuries that are going on here. We're starting with the out um, running back, uh, Philip Lindsay and Darrington Evans. Okay, they are out of the week two. Wide receiver, Kenny Galladay. Chris Godwin has just been announced as out for week two. He was in the concussion protocol. He still is. He was listed as doubtful before today, and now he is out along with A.J. Brown, Jamison Crowder, and Alshon Jeffrey. Jack Doyle and George Kittle are also out for tight ends. Justin Jackson, the running back for the Chargers, third string running back for the Chargers, is doubtful. He probably will not play, and that means more opportunities for Joshua Kelly, who I like. Michael Thomas, and this is my own designation, and I'll speak about him in just a minute. I have him as doubtful. Again, my own designation. Uh, on the questionable side, Cortland Sutton, Devontae Parker, Golden Tate, Brandon Cooks, Julian Edelman, McNeil, Harry, Zach Pascal, and Michael Pittman. Now, Zach Pascal and Michael Pittman are banged up, which means, um, and I'll talk about these guys in a little bit, but T.Y. Hilton and, and Paris Campbell Against this Minnesota Vikings defense, I am loving it, especially even more so for Campbell if Pascal or Pittman have to miss the game. Gerald Everett is also questionable. Now, there is no injury designation for James Conner. He practiced in full all week. Was he ever really hurt or was he benched? Now, I have him in one of my longstanding leagues. He was a keeper, so I didn't really spend any draft capital on him. I was unable to get Snell, and what I did just this past week was I traded him, and I traded him, and I received um, Ronald Jones and uh, Leonard Fournette. I also included a quarterback. I also included Drew Brees in that deal. Uh, I have Josh Allen. I don't like having two quarterbacks because I'm always going to decide and choose the wrong one on a weekly basis. So that is why I made that deal. And I did that, and it has nothing to do with Connor's ability because I really like Connor. But like I said, this is a keeper league, so I've had him now for three years, and every year it's the same, right? Especially last year and the start of this year where he's leaving games early, constantly, um, being banged up. And now we're hearing that maybe it wasn't a an injury that kept him out of the rest of that game. It, he might have been benched in week two. And that worries me. So I try to, because if, if I couldn't trade him after this week, if he goes out there and A, 
if he gets hurt, or B, he's not the RB1 for Pittsburgh, he has absolutely no value. So I try trading him with at least his name recognition on a good team as supposedly the RB1 who practiced in full all week, and I kind of got what I could get right now for him, and that's why I made that deal. I just didn't want to deal with the headache. Maybe I could have gotten more. Maybe he comes out and he's back to the RB1 he was, and then it looks like a really bad trade for me, but I didn't want to deal with that headache. I didn't want to deal with it anymore, so that's why I made the I made the deal for trading him away and getting that Tampa Bay backfield, which might just be you know, just as much of a headache, if not more, going down the road. But um, I really like Ronald Jones' matchup, which I'll mention in a little while this week anyway. So now Michael Thomas, right? He said he feels great, and he may actually suit up this week. Problem is, this is a Monday night game, and I honestly don't see how you could have him in your lineup this week, even if he goes. We've seen players try to play through high angle sprains before, and it usually does not bode well for their production. If you have both Thomas and Sanders, well, then you have until Monday to decide which direction you want to go. If you only have Sanders, start him with confidence regardless of what Thomas does. And if you only roster Thomas, well, I'd advise you to look in another direction this week. And I know that it will be hard being that you drafted him ahead of some top running backs in the first round in your draft. But that is the way I would go, especially because it's a Monday night game. And you can make the argument, well, that's one extra day that he could heal up. Yeah, sure. But if it's really a high ankle sprain that, uh, like I said, we've seen players play through that or try to play through that and their production just was not very good. So before we get into our weekly get them in and get them out, which is my fancy way of saying start and sit, I need to tell you about Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport. You choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points and win your share of the prize pool. That's if you're playing in the contest, guys, but they also have over under props as well. Such as this week, Ezekiel Elliott over under 89.5 rush yards. Or Tom Brady over under 279.5 pass yards. Choose how you want to play. The more you play, the more you win. I have had some very good weeks myself between last season and week one. It is so easy to do. It is so much fun as well. And it's not just NFL either. They also have NBA, MLB, PGA, and esports. You need to use promo code SHED. S-H-E-D, when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code SHED, S-H-E-D, when you sign up today and you will receive that instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Very simple. Go check it out, deposit $20, and you'll have $40 in your account to play with. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right, back to our previews. I am not going to go through the complete slate of games this week, and I'm not going to mention the top guys at each position either. Speaking of top guys, 
Uh, you know, if a quarterback's Cam Newton, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, they are right now in that cut in that category until further notice. Who am I taking out? Drew Brees and Carson Wentz are out of the quote unquote top guys who are weekly starts. Um, you're going to be starting those guys, Newton, Allen, Rodgers, every week until proven otherwise, and it might be difficult depending on who else you have. I understand that because these guys were drafted later. So if you have like a obviously a Patrick Mahomes or a Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, as well as these guys, well, that's a different story. Obviously, those guys are your weekly starters. But if not, if you're streaming or if you drafted a couple of quarterbacks late, Newton, Allen, Rodgers, they should be in your lineup every week until proven otherwise. And I don't mean if they have one bad game, you take them out. Let's just see how it goes. Um, all right, so quarterback start of the week. And this is a good example of why waiting on quarterbacks is a good idea. I just mentioned a few who are probably now weekly starters that you probably waited on. But you won't get the top production of Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, right? But guys like Allen and Cam and Rodgers and Tannehill, Roethlisberger, Trubisky, Daniel Jones, etc. Look how many I'm just naming right off the top of my head. Are all startable weekly quarterbacks that were drafted late in drafts. Look, Mr. Trubisky is not a good quarterback. But this is fantasy football that we're talking about. For fantasy production, he's just fine. Remember, as a in the same goes for Daniel Jones here, who I think is actually a pretty good quarterback. But when fantasy, it doesn't matter. Garbage points count, and these teams are going to be playing from behind most weeks. Those things matter. Take those things into consideration. You want to have quarterbacks that might be on a worse team, right? Who are playing a really good team because they're going to be losing, and they're going to have to throw a ton. So... That's why it might be important to keep in mind when you're drafting that there's going to be quarterbacks that you can draft late that might not be good quarterbacks, but they're just fine for fantasy purposes. Now, back to my quarterback stream of the week or start of the week option, that's Phillip Rivers. The Vikings defense gave up 364 yards through the air and four touchdowns to Aaron Rodgers last week. Now, do I think Rivers puts up those kind of numbers? No. But is a 300-yard performance with two touchdowns certainly attainable? Yes, it is. So I like Rivers this week. He may be missing some of his weapons as as far as Jack Doyle, like I mentioned. Michael Pittman is banged up. Uh, Zach Pascal. But he has a still enough where he's going to throw. And he's going to throw a lot. They got burnt by the Packers. And I really would like to see Phillip Rivers in a lineup. Maybe not redraft, depending on who else you have. But certainly in some DFS lineups as well. I also like Carson Wentz versus the Rams this week, too. Uh, who am I sitting? I'm sitting Ryan Tannehill versus Jacksonville. And this has really had nothing to do with A.J. Brown being out, but Tannehill should not be counted on much in this game. This is going to be all Derrick Henry, which, which, by the way, the over-under is 118 on his rushing yards, and I am taking the over despite that big number. Uh, in the same matchup, Gardner Minshew, surprised by last week's game flow. I didn't really think of the ball enough to warrant a lot of fancy points You know, for that reason mentioned above. Derrick Henry. So he is a sit for me as well. Um, this is going to be all, all Derrick Henry's game as far as I'm concerned. So he's the only one that I would really be comfortable with. If you need him, how about Corey Davis, right? How about getting Corey Davis in there? He looks really good week one. He is practicing. Like I said, there is no A.J. Brown. So... When the Titans are throwing, they have to throw somebody. So why not throw in Corey Davis if you need him? 
running back starts. Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. I know everyone is super excited. Well, Jonathan Taylor owners are super excited that he should be given this opportunity now. With Marlon Mack out, he looked pretty good last week when he took over for Mack. Naeem Hines, he's still going to be a big part of this offense. Make no mistake about that. He is a flex option right now every week until further notice. So Jonathan Teller, who is probably going to be an RB1, he needs to be in your lineup in case you were wondering. Austin Eckler, a lot of people are down on Eckler. I've been down on Eckler since the spring, but I like him in this game because of game flow. And I know um, I know they talked about getting him more involved. You know, but they also admitted that Tyrod Taylor is not that type of quarterback. He's not the type that Rivers was where he's going to check down and throw to the running back as frequently as, River, as Rivers was. So that was out there, okay? Um, Anthony Lynn has talked about that. But I like him in this game against Kansas City because I think they're going to have to throw a lot. I mentioned Ronald Jones before. And is this because I just traded for him? No, it's because... The main reasons why I did trade for him, and that's because it was a matchup this week against Carolina, a terrible run defense, have given up over 30 touchdowns on the ground going back to last season. And even if Fournette is more involved this week, the Carolina run defense is bad enough for both of them. I'm not starting Leonard Fournette, though. All right, let's not get confused. He's still remaining on my bench. I might probably won't even have him in any GPP lineups, although maybe one as a dart throw just in case. But the Carolina defense is bad, so I expect Ronald Jones and possibly Leonard Fournette to have pretty nice games. David Montgomery, he was better than his numbers suggested last week. And just look at what Benny Snell did against the Giants as well. So, excuse me, David Montgomery is a very nice play this week against the Giants. I also like both Zach Moss and David Singletary for the Bills against against Miami. So if you have them, you could get them in your lineup as well. A sleeper start, Joshua Kelly. Justin Jackson, as I mentioned, is doubtful. And I truly believe that Kelly is the new Gordon in this backfield. Now, game flow might not be kind for Kelly. But if the Chargers want to control the clock and keep Mahomes off the field, they are going to want to run the ball. And Kelly will be that guy. His role is going to increase week after week, and it could start to look really good starting with week two. All right, so he is a sleeper start. If you need him, maybe you lost Mac. Maybe you lost Mac. Maybe you're not comfortable with Connor. Maybe you had both of them, and you have Joshua Kelly on your bench. He might be somebody you want to go to. DeAndre Swift, and this was, come on, last week's drop, he took a lot of heat from that, obviously. Big, big drop last week that would have won the game for the Lions. So will he be punished for it? Uh-uh. Just the opposite, in my opinion. They're not going to want to ruin this kid's confidence. I think he'll be used early in both the run and the passing game. And if he can somehow develop a hot hand, he would be in for a large workload. That's what you have to do with a young player like this, a player that you plan on possibly building around, a, a player that you have envisioned as possibly your featured back going forward. So he'll be involved. I think he'll be involved involved early. I think he'll be throwing a few passes early as well. Adrian Peterson is certainly the safer play, but if you want to have the chance for some upside, 
Um, especially in GPP, a lot of plays might be off of him because of what happened last week. He might be somebody to take a look at. I think his role is going to it's going to be big regardless of what happened last week. Antonio Gibson. I'm just going to talk about Antonio Gibson every week. How about that? And I, I might be wrong every week, but I'm going to talk Antonio Gibson as a start from here on out because that's how much I like the kid. That's how much I believed in him. And that's how excited I am to have him on so many of my fancy teams. Uh, I do think he's going to be more involved this week. And I like I same thing with Joshua Kelly. I think his role is going to increase on a weekly basis. These rookies, and I've said this before, these rookies had a limit to their exposure to, you know, snaps because of of the COVID-19 with the lack of preseason there is. So they are a little behind than in years past. So the more game experience they have, the more that their roles will increase. And we're not talking about like a rookie, you know, behind Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott. No, these are players who have a clear role in front of them, a clear opportunity on the teams that they're with. Joshua Kelly has that right in front of him, with Austin Eckler the only other player for competition there. Same thing with Antonio Gibson. He's better than Peyton Barber, who's ahead of him. Forget J.D. McKissick, right? Cam Akers. You're telling me that the Rams are going to go, and this is off topic or not sleeper starts, but you're telling me that the Rams are going to go with Malcolm Brown all year? No, they're not. But rookies are going to take some time, more time than last year and in years past. Get him out of your lineup. James Conner, I already mentioned him. I don't know. I can't. I would be, and this is one of the reasons why I got rid of him. The main reason, I wouldn't know what to do with him this week. He's not on an injury report. So what happened? What happened? Was he hurt actually that game or was he being benched? If he was hurt, is he going to make it through this game? Is he going to start? Is he going to get more carries than Snell? So many questions up in the air right now about James Conner, and that is why I did not want to deal with that headache right now. So if you have him, I I would get him out of your lineup. I really would. Look for a better option. If you have him and Antonio Gibson, I'm starting Gibson. Him and Swift, I'm starting Swift. I might even start Joshua Kelly over James Conner if I'm in that situation. And of course, all the ones I mentioned before. If it's Montgomery and Connor, I'm going Montgomery. If it's Zach Moss or Singletary and Connor, I'm going with the other two. I just can't. I'd be too nervous. And you know what? If he goes off on the bench, then so be it. You know, now we know that he still has his feature roll back and he's okay. And then you could look forward and, and keep on going on. But if you're looking to win this week, I think it's way too risky. Uh, I'm taking out uh, Adrian Peterson. I mentioned him just a little bit with with DeAndre Swift. Peterson is a safe play. He's not going to excite anybody. And I do think they're going to look to get Swift the ball more. Malcolm Brown probably spent a ton of fab on him. And it's most likely because you needed him. So if you need him, use him. Use him now before the changing of the guard in LA officially happens. Because it will happen. Cam Akers will take this job and will be a three-down back at some point this season. All Patriot running backs. Get them out. All of them. All the time. That's all I got to say about that. Proceed with caution. Melvin Gordon. The Pittsburgh defense is good. Very good. Now, Gordon might have a full workload this week also with Lindsey out. But you saw what that defense did to Saquon Barkley. 
So I'm not sure I want to use Melvin Gordon. Again, the type of season that we have with the injuries as well, you might be forced to. I would limit my expectations there um, because uh, I just that defense was just so good, right? That Pittsburgh defense is so good. So the volume might be there for Gordon. I don't know if he's going to have much, if he's going to be able to do much with it. So proceed with caution on him. Wide receivers, get them in. I mentioned it earlier. T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell. Minnesota was torched by Green Bay last week. No Doyle. And like I said, the other receivers are banged up. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for both of these players. Hilton's going to score this week, by the way. Hilton's going to have a touchdown. I'm not going to guarantee a touchdown for Campbell, but he will have a lot of targets and receptions. Deontay Johnson, get him in. 10 targets last week. He is he is the new... I'm going to get killed for saying this, but he's the new AB for Roethlisberger. Now, that's not just not saying Juju's going to be on the back burner. I'm not saying that, but he looks for him. He looks for him a lot. Okay, 10 targets last week. Then now it didn't translate into a lot of fantasy production, but that's okay. It will. So Deontay Johnson, get him in your lineup. I talked about Emmanuel Sanders for obvious reasons. Get him in your lineup. Mike Williams, 31% target share in week one. Chief secondary is not was not that great in week one either. Is he now the new number one for uh, the Chargers? I'm not saying that. I'm still playing Keenan Allen, but Tyrod Taylor is not Phillip Rivers, and Tyrod Taylor likes to take those chances downfield, and who's who's the beneficiary of that? That's Mike Williams. So Mike Williams, very, very underdrafted this year. Very underdrafted. He was available. I couldn't believe is in some of my drafts when I'm looking at how late of how late I am in the draft and not Mike Williams is still there. Very underrated. It, yeah, he was banged up. He should have missed some time, but he was diving all over the place last week and he came out just fine. So, yeah, if he's if you have him, get him in. Stephon Diggs, John Brown popped up on the injury report with a foot injury, but he should play. Could be limited though. He could be limited, so I'm getting Stephon Diggs in my lineup um, as well. Darius Slayton. You need to find a way to get him in after what we saw last week as well as last season. All right. He's another one. You're probably drafted later than expected. Um, if you have the room, if you need a wide receiver three, if you need possibly a wide receiver two with upside, get him in. Flex play, get him in. And Scotty Miller in Tampa Bay. Now, I don't think Brady's going to have to throw all that much. Mike Evans seems to be fine and healthy from his hamstring injury, so he's okay. Um, no, There's no Godwin, like I said. And Scotty Miller seems to have a nice chemistry with Tom Brady. And even as a third receiver, he's somebody that you could probably throw in your flex. So right now, even when Godwin out, even more opportunities for Scotty Miller. My sleeper receiver of the week, and this is more of a DFS dart throw in GPP, and that's Saints wide receiver. This is if you're playing on the Monday night slate. Saints wide receiver, Deontay Harris. Now, Traquan Smith is the guy that everyone knows and is has picked up, right? But Deontay Harris is also going to be in the field, and this is if Mike Thomas is out. If Mike Thomas is active, then he's going to be on the field. Not saying he's going to be effective, but he's going to be on the field. If Mike Thomas is out, then Deontay Harris is going to be on the field. Then he's somebody that um, I want to play on Monday night in one of those uh, Monday night slates. Get him out. Especially, obviously, those with injury designations. Michael Thomas, Devontae Parker, Golden Tate, Cooks, 
and Sutton all out. It's hard to recommend a wide receiver right now with all the injuries that you cannot start. So that's why I'm just saying if they have an injury an injury designation, you could get them out of your lineups. For tight ends, get them in. Hawkinson and Goddard, get them in for sure. Uh, that is the Rams' biggest weakness, okay, is the linebackers. So I think big games for both Goddard and Ertz as well. Hawkinson, because there's no Galladay, so Hawkinson is going to be involved. I like him going the rest of the season as well. Sleeper tight ends, Chris Herndon. Somebody has to catch the ball with, for Sam Darnold, right? Assuming that they actually try to throw. Uh, Jameson Crowder is out. The, I read somewhere the top three Jets receivers this week are Brassard Perriman, Chris Hogan, and Braxton Berrios. And that is just gross. So Herndon, a sleeper, tight end, along with O.J. Howard. I have Howard over Gronkowski. Logan Thomas is the one that most people, including myself, picked up a lot uh, this past week. If you lost uh, Blake Jarwin, uh, get him in there. And Jimmy Graham as well against the Giants. I think that is a good matchup. And I think he finds the end zone again. So those are our get them in and get them out players for week two. Um, uh, let's look at some draft king plays. How about that? Some values on there. Uh, some players I want to I have in my lineup. I'm going to be heavy on Derek Henry, even at his $7,900 dollar price point this is for DraftKings um Jonathan Taylor 5700 so obviously um his price has not been is not reflective on the role that he's expected to play I mentioned David Montgomery he's only 5600 I'd like to have those guys in and I'm not really going to mention the you know the top guys because if you can fit them in you fit them in uh that's obvious uh wide receiver I will mention some top guys here Defonte Adams only 8100 dollars and DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, only $7,700. I like them both. DJ Moore, I like a bounce back here for $6,300. DJ Chark at $6,000. Tougher matchup, uh, but $6,000 is a good price point. I mentioned DeAndre Johnson as somebody I want to play. He's only $4,500. That's a beautiful play right there for DFS. Mike Williams, I also mentioned $4,200. You could really build a lineup with some cheaper end wide receivers, and then load up on top running backs if you wish because there are some good values there. Uh, for the tight ends, Hunter Henry, 5,100. Logan Thomas, 3,600. Chris Herndon is only 3,400. Uh, looking at some defenses, the Eagles are 2,600, the Colts 25, and the Dolphins at $2,100. Now, again, those you know defenses, um, I usually will not – spend up for unless it's just a matchup that is just too good and I have enough available after building out the rest of my team uh, how about some uh, GPP some players I'll have in my GPP lineups I mentioned Adams already uh, he's good for both Paris Campbell $4,500 CD Lamb at $4,700 I mentioned Antonio Gibson his price went up a little bit I had him in last week didn't work out maybe throw him back in there it's usually when things like that where if you're playing in big tournaments and you got and you're looking at the ownership uh, percentage of of these guys. Um, Gibson had a ton of ownership last year, uh, last week, and because he burned a lot of people, he's not going to be high owned this week. And that might be another play to go back to, right? So his price point is still very good at forty three hundred dollars. So uh, maybe you should be the one that goes back to him, and it might work out for you. Ronald Jones, I love his price point fifty two hundred dollars. 
Naeem Hines, 5,300. Great because uh, DraftKings is PPR. Uh, and Deontay Johnson, uh, Johnson is a good GPP play as well. If you must, Jordan Reed at $2,600. George Kittle is out. I'm not ready to go down that road just yet. And that is it for week two previews. I hope you enjoy another week of NFL and fantasy football. Please be sure to follow on Twitter at FantasyShed underscore com as well as at RichPFantasy. I am on both. We will be coming on next week for uh, week three, maybe even a week three waiver wire episode, depending on how the week goes. And we'll go from there. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the games. And good luck. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Shed On Air. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at FantasyShed underscore com for information on upcoming episodes as we help guide you to a fantasy football championship.